Hello there and welcome to the podcast. We continue with part two now on sibling relationships. We had part one the other day and if you didn't catch it, I would recommend that you uh, go back at one program and pick it up. Sibling relationships part one. Now we come to part two. What I initially said in the early uh, stage of my podcast last time was this, that sibling relationships predict youth outcomes above and beyond the influence of parents and peers. So it really shows that sibling relationships not only are valid and important, but they are even greater than other very important relationships in the life of children, namely peers and parents. Eight of ten children in the United States are growing up with a sibling. So you see that sibling relationships are very, very common. Eight out of ten, 80 percent. That's even more than the number of children living with a father, which is somewhere around 40 percent. So sibling relationships really do need to be uh, studied and considered and uh, brought to our full attention. Sibling relationships remain important well into the adult years, we know that. A longitudinal study at one university found that students, when pursuing personal goals, sibling support was an advantageous part of it, just as support from parents and peers are important. So, in other words, when you are involved in a task, you're involved in an activity, you're involved in a pursuit of some kind, sibling support, sibling encouragement, sibling connection at that time is very, very important. Having close sibling relationships in childhood continues to impact well into the middle age years. We know that. It's got a long-lasting effect. And we know that even poor relationships among siblings at the age of 18 or 19 had a greater likelihood of major depression and the use of mood-altering drugs by the age of 50. So if you have a bad relationship with your sibling and then you go into your adult years, you're more likely to have depression, you're more likely to have drug addiction, you're more likely to have social problems of various kinds, personal problems, mental health problems of various kinds. Sibling relationships are basic. They're basic for good and they're basic for bad, if you will. They're basic for health, they're basic for poor health, they're basic for mental health. So we need to do everything we possibly can to foster positive sibling relationships. And siblings should be encouraged to foster positive sibling relationships among themselves because it's so powerful. It's a positive influence. Siblings keep influencing one another as they age. So it, it isn't just a matter of any one particular time. This is an ongoing process. In a study of older adult siblings, Dr. Gillian found participants generally reported high levels of warmth and low levels of conflict. That was good. Sister-sister pairs were especially likely to report warm relationships. And then warm relationships in, in turn seemed to be protective against loneliness. So sibling relationships really are critical so that neither sibling goes on into adult years lonely. Older adults were reported more sibling conflict or who? Older adults, however, older adults who reported more sibling conflict and parental favoritism in adulthood were more likely to experience symptoms of depression, anxiety, and hostility, and loneliness. So it's very important that those relationships not only be uh, fostered and developed and maintained, but shaped into very positive, warm relationships for the best outcome. Siblings are really influential in mental health, well beyond childhood and well beyond adolescence and well beyond middle age, way into older years. Sibling relationships 
play a very significant role for the good of each other as well as for the detriment of each other. Now, let me ask this question. How can parents help build strong relationships among the siblings within the family? Sister, 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 brother, 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 in various combinations, no matter how many children are in the family. The most influential thing parents can do early on is to avoid behavior that seems to show favoritism of one child over the other. That's the critical issue. Parents, you cannot have favorites. Parents, you cannot show favoritism. Parents, you cannot even suggest favoritism. You need to be on guard about that. You need to be watchful for that. Kids are more sensitive about the fact that they are being treated unevenly, unfairly, than you as a parent are aware. Kids are, and if the kids say it, better believe it. If the kids say it, they feel it. If the kids say it, they know it. So that's one thing parents can do to really foster positive relationship is to avoid any appearance of favoritism. And if there is, that needs to be confronted, it needs to be forgiven, it needs to be talked about, and we need to learn and parents need to learn how to avoid such kind of behavior in the future. Here's another thing parents can do to develop favorable relationships. Avoid major sources of conflict. Parents should regularly consider if they are creating a fair environment or are they creating an environment that promotes conflict. Justice is very important for children. If parents tell their daughter she can't stay out late at night but allows the brother to do so, that's unfair. And if there's reason for it, there's justification for it, such as different ages, or you can trust one or the other, then that needs to be explained to the child. Not just do it, but to talk about it and explain it. That's what's important. Any source of conflict needs to be talked about by parents. That's what they can do to foster relationships. Okay, that's number two. Here's number three. They can promote healthy relationships with friends and family members. Preschoolers who have had a positive relationship with their best friend before a sibling is born will have a better relationship with that sibling once that sibling is born. In other words, when children learn to make friends even outside the family, that will benefit the children within the family, the siblings within the family. So parents can help by making sure Social behavior, social friendship behavior is fostered and uh, encouraged in a positive way so that when siblings come along and are beginning to relate to each other, they have the benefit of that social skill of friendship building, friendship sharing. And here's another point. Parents should proactively coach and teach children how to get along. When siblings are left to sort problems out on their own, they don't do very well. Parents need to be there to help them sort things out and resolve problems themselves and teach them problem solving, teach them decision making, teach them a joint decision making, teach them joint behavior patterns, getting along, forgiving, sharing, trusting, being part of a relationship, being part of a, of a whole, acting as a family member and acting on behalf of each other, supporting each other, encouraging each other, helping each other. That's what parents need to do. They need to build that bonding behavior among the siblings within the family. Then once they're sure the kids have the skills to manage conflict, then parents can begin to step back and back off a little bit. That's what's important. So parents, you can do things. You're not helpless. You can do a lot of things to help the siblings within your family learn to relate to each other and learn to help each other and learn to benefit each other for the good 
Resolving conflicts isn't the only way parents can foster close relationships between siblings. They can set up opportunities for kids to spend time together. In other words, parents can foster separation between siblings, where they do things separately and with their own friends, and therefore there isn't a bond that is developed. Or parents can build that family bond and build that sibling bond such as board games together, playing dominoes, playing Monopoly, playing checkers, you know, whatever the game might be, making sure that children play games together. Children do board games together. Children participate in sports together. They're on the soccer team together. They're on the baseball team together. They ride bicycles together. They race together. They walk together. They go to the gym together. You know, whatever it might be. Build sibling relationships. Don't overschedule kids to do their own separate activities, but schedule them to do things together and build that bond. The simple message is this. Use a lot of praise. Here's what a parent can do. Say, it warms my heart or it makes me feel good when I see the two of you playing together. I really get a great deal of joy when I see the two of you having fun together. When I see the two of you talking together. When I see the two of you reading to each other. You know, and so on. Parents can praise sibling behavior, sibling bonding behavior. Parents need to be aware of that and be alert to that and then build that kind of relationship within the home and within the family. Sibling relationships are unique. They should not be overlooked. They should not just be assumed that kids will get along because they're siblings. No, you don't think that. You have to program it. You have to plan it. You have to schedule it. You have to teach it. You have to encourage it. You have to show it. You have to model it. You have to... Be part of it as a parent. Make sure your kids love each other, enjoy each other, have fun with each other, teach each other, share with each other, laugh together, have fun together. Create games that they can do together that will benefit them in a multitude of ways. That's what parents' job is. Parent relationships are important. When parents get along, kids will get along. When parents do well, kids will do well. So take care of your own relationship as a parent. That's very important as well. Because that's a model, that's an example of how you want your kids to behave. If you fight, you want your kids to fight. That's really what you're saying. If you argue, then you're already saying, I want my kids to argue. If you're using drugs, then you really are saying, I want my kids to use drugs. Kids follow the model of their parents in all these kind of behaviors. But above that, you want sibling relationships to be strong and positive and be part of the day-to-day life as well as the future life of each of them. Well, there you are. Thanks for joining me today on the uh, podcast. Go to my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. My newest book is Better Parenting. Might be a good book to pick up to help you just think this thing through about how good you are as a parent, how well you're doing your parenting job. Better Parenting is the name. You pick it up on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You pick it up on my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. Or call my office. Glad to send you out a copy. Office is 559-244-3260. Okay, bye for now.